Act Four of Ram Alley, or Merry Tricks by Lording Barry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Actors Four. Enter Sir Oliver, Justice Touchin, Taffeta, and Adriana. Good meat the belly fills, good wine the brain. Women please men, men pleasure them again. Car me, car thee, one thing must love another. English loves gods, Welsh men love each other. You say very right, Sir Oliver, very right. I have to my noddle, I faith. That's all the fault old justices have. When they are at feasts, they will bib hard. There will be fine sunburnt, sufficient foxed or columbered now and then. Now could I sit in my chair at home and nod a drunkard to the stocks by virtue of the last statute rarely. Sir, you are merry. I am indeed. Your supper, sir, was light, but I hope you think you're welcome. I do. A light supper, quoth you? Pray God it be. Pray God I carry it cleanly. I am sure it lies as heavy in my belly as malt lead. Yet I'll go see my sister Summerfield. So late, good justice? Ay, even so late, night is the mother of wit, as you may see, by poets or rather constables, in their examinations at midnight. We'll lie together without marrying, save the curate's fees and the parish a labour. Tis a thriving course. That may not be, for excommunications then will flee. That's true, they fly indeed like wild geese in flocks, one in the breach of another. But the best is, a small matter stays them. And so farewell. Farewell, good Justice Touchin. Exit Justice Touchin. Alas, good gentleman, his brains are crazed. But let that pass. Speak, widow, is the match? Shall we clap it up? Nay, if it come to clapping, good night, i' faith. Mistress, look before you. There's nothing more dangerous to maid or widow than sudden clappings up. Nothing has spoiled so many proper ladies as clappings up. Your shittlecock, striding from tables to ground, only to try the strength of the back. Your riding a hunting. Aye, though they fall with their heels upward, and lay as if they were taking the height of some high star with a cross staff. No, nor your jumblings in horse litters, coaches or carouches have spoiled so many women as clappings up. Why then we'll chop it up? That's not allowed, unless you were son to a Welsh curate. But faith, sir knight, I have a kind of itching to be a lady, that, I can tell you, woos and can persuade with better rhetoric than oaths, wit, wealth, valour, lands, or person. I have some debts at court, and, marrying you, I hope the courtiers will not stick to pay me. Never fear thy payment. This I will say for courtiers. They'll be sure to pay each other, however they deal with citizens. Then here's my hand. I am your wife, condition we be joined before tomorrow's sun. Nay, even tonight, so you'll be pleased. With little warning, widow, we old men can be ready. And thou shalt see before the time that chanticleer shall call and tell the day is near, when wenches lying on their backs receive with joy their love-stolen smacks, when maids, awaked from their first sleep, deceived with dreams begin to weep, and think if dreams such pleasure know what sport the substance them would show. 
When a lady kins white limbs to spread, her love but new stolen to her bed, his cotton shoes yet scarce put off, and dares not laugh, speak, sneeze, or cough. When precise dames begin to think why their gross, lowering husbands stink, what pleasure twere then to enjoy a nimble vicar or a boy before this time thou shalt behold me quaffing out our bridal bowl. Then, belike, before the morning sun, you will be coupled. Yes, faith, Adriana. Well, I will look you shall have a clean smock, provided that you pay the fee, Sir Oliver. Since my mistress, sir, will be a lady, I'll lose no fees due to the waiting-maid. Why, is there a fee belonging to it? A knight, and never heard of smock-fees. I would I had a monopoly of them, so there were no impost set upon them. Enter William Smallshanks. Whom have we here? What, my mad-headed son, what makes he here so late? Say I am gone, and I the whilst will step behind the hangings. God bless thee, parcel of man's flesh. How, sir? Why, parcel of man's flesh? Art not a woman? But, widow, where's the old stinkard, my father? They say, widow, you dance together after his pipe. What then? Thou'rt a fool. I'll assure thee there's no music in it. Can you play better? Better, widow? Blood, dost think I have not learnt my prick song? What, not the court prick song? One up and another down. Why, I have to a hair. By this light I hope thou lovest him not. I'll marry him, sir. How, marry him? Fool art mad, widow. Would marry an old crazed man with meagre looks, with visage wan, with little legs and crinkled thighs, with chap-fallen gums and deep-sunk eyes? Why, a dog, seized on ten days by death, stinks not so loathsome as his breath, nor can a city common jakes, which all men's breeches undertakes, yield fasting stomachs such a savour, as doth his breath and ugly favour. Aside. Rogue. That's all one, sir. She means to be a lady. Does she so? And thou must be her waiting woman? Faith, thou wilt make a fine dainty creature to sit at a chamber door and look fleas in my lady's dog, while she is shewing some slippery-britched courtier rare faces in a bay window. Foot widow, marry me, a young and complete gallant. How a complete gallant? What? A fellow with a hat tucked up behind, and what we use about our hips to keep our coats from dabbling? He wears around his neck a farthingale, a standing collar to keep his neckband clean, the whilst his shirt doth stink and is more foul than an inn of chancery tablecloth. His breeches must be plated as if he had some thirty pockets, when one poor halfpenny purse will carry all his treasures, his knees all points as if his legs and hams were tied together. A fellow that has no insides but prays by rote as players and parrots used to do, and to define a complete gallant right, a mercer formed him, a tailor makes him, and a player gives him spirit. Why, so in my conscience to be a countess thou wouldst marry a hedgehog. I must confess tis state to have a coxcomb kiss your hands, while yet the chamber lie is scarce wiped off. 
to have an upright usher march before you bareheaded in a tuft of farter jerkin made of your old cast gown shows passing well but when you feel your husband's pulse that's hell then you fly out and bid straight smocks farewell i hope sir whatever our husbands be we may be honest maybe may ya women and honesty are so near allied as parsons lives are to their doctrines one and the same but widow now be ruled i hope the heavens will give thee better grace than to accept the father and i yet live to be bestowed if you wed the stinkard you shall find the tale of tantalus to be no fable widow aside how i sweat i can hold no longer comes out degenerate bastard i here disclaim thee cashier thee nay more i disinherit thee both of my love and living get thee a grey cloak and hat and walk in pools amongst thy cashiered mates as melancholy as the best come not near me i forbid thee my house my outhouses my garden my orchard and my backside thou shalt not harbour near me exeunt taffeta and adriana nay to thy grief no varlet i will be wed this morning thou shalt not be there nor once be graced with a piece of rosemary i cashier thee do not reply i will not stay to hear thee exit sir oliver oh now may i go put me on a clean shirt and hang myself fot who would have thought the fox had earthed so near me what's to be done what miracle shall i now undertake to win respective grace with god and men what if i turned courtier and lived honest sure that would do i dare not walk the streets for i dwindle at a sergeant in buff almost as much as a new player does at a plague bill certified forty well i like this widow a lusty plump drab has substance both in breech and purse and pity and sin it were she should be wed to a furred cloak and a nightcap i'll have her this widow i will have her money shall pay my debts and set me up again tis here tis almost forged which if it take the world shall praise my wit admire my fate exit enter beard dash francis sergeant drawer sergeants beware be sure you not mistake for if you do she shall be quickly bailed she shall corpus cum causa be removed your action entered first below shall shrink and she shall find sir sergeant she has friends will stick to her in the commonplace sir will you procure her bail she shall be bailed drawer bring up some wine use her well her husband is a gentleman of sort a gentleman of sort why what care i a woman of her fashion shall find more kindness at a lusty sergeant's hand than ten of your gentlemen of sort sir use her well she is wife to master throat i'll use her sir as if she were my wife would you have any more drink upon that whilst we go fetch her bail dash fellow dash with all the speed thou hast run for our master make haste lest he be gone before thou comest to lady summerfield's i'll fetch another she shall have bail and a firking writ of false imprisonment 
She shall be sure of twelve pence damage and five and twenty pound for suits in law. I'll go fetch my master. And I another. Exeunt bed and dash. Drawer, leave the room. Here, mistress, a health. Let it come, sweet rogue. The drawer stands aside. I say you so? Then must I have an eye. These sergeants feed on very good reversions, on capons, teals, and sometimes on a woodcock caught from the shreve's own table. The knaves feed well, which makes them horrid lectures. This health is pledged, and honest sergeant, how does Master Gripe, the keeper of the counter? I do protest I found him always favourable to me. He is an honest man. He has often stood to me and been my friend, and let me go a trust for victual when he has denied it nights. But come, let's pay and then be gone. The arrest, you know, was but a trick to get from Nimble Dash, my husband's man. True. But I have an action at suit of Mistress Smellsmock, your quondam board. The sum is eight good pounds for six weeks board, and five weeks loan for a red taffeta gown bound with a silver lace. I do protest by all the honesty twixt thee and me. I got her in that gown in six weeks' space, four pound and fourteen pence given by a clerk of an inn of chancery that night I came out of her house. And does the filthy jade send to me for money? But, honest sergeant, let me go, and say thou didst not see me, and I'll do thee as great a pleasure shortly. Shall we embrace to-night? With all my heart. Sit on my knee, and kiss. Enter bed. What news, boy? Why stand you sentinel? Do but conceal yourself, and we shall catch my sergeant napping. Shall maids be here deflowered? Now kiss again. Now, now. Enter captain, and, seeing the hurly-burly, runs away. Deflower virgins, rogue, avaunt ye slave, are maids fit subjects for a sergeant's mace? Exit sergeant. So now are we once more free. There's for the wine. Now to our rendezvous three pounds in gold these slops contain. We'll quaff in Venice glasses, and swear some lawyers are but silly asses. Exeunt Baird and Francis. Enter Captain Puff. Is the coast clear? Are these combustions ceased? And may we drink canary sack in peace? Shall we have no attendance here, you rogues? Where be these rascals that skipped up and down, faster than virginal jacks? Drawers! sir on whom wait you sir rogue faith captain i attend a conventicle of players how players what is there e'er a cluckled among you jove defend else it stands with policy that one should be a notorious cuckold if it be but for the better keeping the rest of his company together when did you see sir theophatrus slop the city dog-master not to-day sir what have you for my supper nothing ready unless you please to stay the dressing captain zounds stay the dressing you damned rogue what shall i wait upon your greasy cook and wait his leisure go downstairs rogue now all her other customers be served ask if your mistress have a snip of mutton yet left for me yes sir and goodman rogue see what good thing your kitchen-maid has left for me to work upon my barrel gutlings grumble and would have food exit drawer say now the vinter's wife shall bring me up a pheasant partridge quail a pleasant banquet and extremely love me desire me to eat kiss 
and protest I should pay nothing for it, say she should drink herself three-quarters drunk to win my love, and give me a chain worth some three-score pounds, say twere worth but forty, say but twenty, for citizens do seldom in their wooing give about twenty pounds, say then tis twenty, I'll go sell some fifteen pounds worth of the chain to buy some clothes, and shift my lousy linen, and wear the rest as a perpetual favor about my arms in fashion of a bracelet. Say that her husband should grow jealous, and make him drunk, and then uncuckold him. But then a vinter's wife, some rogue will say, which sits at the bar for the receipt of custom, that smells of chippings and of broken fish, is love to Captain Puff, which to prevent I'll never come but when her best stitched hat, her bugle gown, and best wrought smock is on. Then does she neither smell of bread, of meat, or droppings of the tap. It shall be so. Enter Boucher, William Smallshanks, and Constantia. Now leave us, boy. Bless you, Captain Puff. I'll have no music. Foot, dost thou take us for fiddlers? Then turn straight, drawer. Run down the stairs, and thank the gods I gave me that great patience not to strike you. Your patience, sir, is great for you dare seldom strike. Sirrah, they say you needs will wed the widow Taffeta, Nolan's Volans. Do not urge my patience. Awake not fury new, racked up in embers. I give you leave to live. Men say you have tricks. You're an admirable ape, and you can do more feats than three baboons. We must have some. My patience yet is great. I say, be gone. My tricks are dangerous. That's nothing. I have brought you furniture. Come, get up upon this table. Do your feats, or I will whip you to them. Do not I know you are a lousy knave? How, lousy knave? Are we not English bred? You are a cowardly rogue that dares not look a kitling in the face if she but stare or meow. My patience yet is great. Do you bandy tropes? By dis, I will be knight. I wear a blue coat on great St. George's Day and with my fellows drive you all from Paul's for this attempt. Will you get up? I must lash you to it. By Pluto, gentlemen, to do you pleasure, and to make you sport, I'll do it. Come, get up then, quick. I'll dress you, sir. By Jove, tis not for fear, but for a love I bear unto these tricks that I perform. Hold up your snout, sir. Sit handsomely. By heaven, sir, you must do it. Come, boy. No, by this good light, I'll play him that goes with the motions. Where's the captain, gentlemen? Stand back, boy, and be a spectator. Gentlemen, you shall see the strange nature of an outlandish beast that has but two legs, bearded like a man, nosed like a goose, and tongued like a woman, lately brought from the land of Catea, a beast of much understanding, were it not given too much to the love of venery. <laughs> do I not do it well? Admirably. Remember, noble captain, you skip when I shall shake my whip. Now, sir, what can you do for the great Turk? What can you do for the Pope of Rome? Hark, he stirreth not, he moveth not, he waggeth not. What can you do for the town of Geneva, sirrah? He holds up his hands instead of praying. Sure, this baboon is a great Puritan. Is not this strange? Not a whit. 
by this light banks's horse and he were both taught in a stable oh rare zounds i'll first be damned shall sport be laughed at by tis by pluto and by great crusherpine my fatal blade once drawn fault but with death yet if you'll let me go i vow by jove no widow maid wife punk or cockatrice shall make me haunt your ghost twill not serve sir you must show more i'll first be hanged and damned what can he jump so well is he so quick i hope the slave will haunt no more the widow as for that take no care for by this light shall not have thee not have me no not have thee by this hand flesh and blood she is resolved to make my father a most fearful cuckold and he's resolved to save his soul by her how by her thus all old men which marry young wives shall questionless be saved for while they're young they keep other men's wives and when they're old they keep wives for other men and so by satisfaction procure salvation ah oh, why thou dejected tale of a crab does not the fair constantia summerfield dote on thy filthy face and wilt thou wed a wanton widow what canst thou see to dote on her only this i love her dost love her oh, then take a purgation for love i'll assure thee is a binder of all things under heaven there's no fitter parallels than a drunkard and a lover for a drunkard loses his senses so does your lover your drunkard is quarrelsome so is your lover your drunkard will swear lie and speak great words so will your lover your drunkard is most desirous of his lechery and so is your lover <sighs> well the night grows old farewell i am so much thy friend that none shall bed thee while fair constantia is resolved to wed thee exeunt enter thomas smallshanks and others foot shall we let the wench go thus my masters now show yourselves gentlemen and take away the lawyer's wife foot though i have no wit yet i can love a wench and choose a wife why sir what should you do with a wife that are held none of the wisest you'll get none but fools how fools why may not i a fool get a wise child as well as wise men get fools all lies but in the agility of the woman in troth i think all fools are got when their mothers sleep therefore i'll never lie with my wife but when she is broad waking stand to it honest friends knock down the lieutenant and then hurry the wench to fleet street there my father and i will this morning be married enter bed and francis stand close they come by jove the night grows dark and luna looks as if this hour some fifty cuckolds were making then let us trudge down with them down with them away with her master smallshanks to fleet street go the curate there stays for you exeunt and stays the curate what's here knocked down and blood of men let out must men in darkness bleed then erebus look big and boreas blow the fire of all my rage into his nose knight thou art a whore small shanks a rogue and is my wench took from me sure i am gulled this was no cockatrice 
I never saw her before this daylight peeped. What drops thou head? This surely is the heir and mad will Smallshanks lay in ambuscado to get her now from me. Beard, Lieutenant Beard, thou art an ass. What a dull slave was I that all this while smelt not her honesty. Pate, I do not pity thee. Hadst thou brains, Lieutenant Beard had got this wealthy heir from all these rogues. Blood to be thus o'erreached in pate and wench. Revenge! Revenge! Come up, and with thy curled locks cling to my beard. Small shanks, I will betray thee. I will trudge to St. John Street to inform the Lady Summerfield where thou art. I will prevent the match. Thou art to Fleet Street gone. Revenge shall follow, and my uncensored wrath shall like great thunder disperse thy hopes and thy brave wife asunder. Exit. Enter Lady Summerfield and Justice Touchin. Say as I say, widow, the wench is gone, but I know where the stolen she is. Well, I know by whom. Say as I say, widow, I have been drinking hard. Why, say so too. Old men they can be fine with small ado. The law is not offended. I had no punk, nor in an alehouse have I made me drunk. The statute is not broke. I have the skill to drink by law, then say as I say still. To what extremes doth this licentious time hurry unstayed youth? Nor gods nor laws, whose penal scourges are enough to save even damned fiends, can in this looser age confine unbounded youth. Who durst presume to steal my youth's delight, my age's hope, her father's heir, and the last noble stem of all her ancestors? Fear they, or gods, or laws? I say as you say, sister, but for the laws there are so many that men do stand in awe of none at all. Take heed they steal not you. Who woos a widow with a fair full moon shall surely speed. Beware of full moons, widow. Will Smallshanks has your daughter. No word but mum. My warrant you shall have when time shall come. Your warrant? I, my warrant, widow. My warrant can stretch far. No more but so. T'will serve to catch a knave or fetch a doe. Enter serving man. Here's a gentleman much desirous to see you, madam. What is he for a man? Nothing for a man, but much for a beast. I think him lunatic, for he demands what plate of his is stirring in the house. He calls your men his butlers, cooks, and stewards, kisses your women, and makes exceedingly much of your coachman's wife. Then he's a gentleman, for tis a true note of a gentleman to make much of other men's wives. Bring him up. Ah, sirrah, makes he much of your coachman's wife? This gear will run a wheels then shortly. A man may make much more of another man's wife than he can do of's own. How much, brother? A man may make with ease a punk, a child, a bastard, a cockold of another man's wife, all at a clap, and that is much, I think. Enter serving man and throat. That's my lady. For that thou first hast brought me to her sight, I here create thee clerk of the kitchen. No man shall beg it from thee. Sure, the fellow's mad. What would you, sir? I guess your long profession by your scant suit. Your habit seems to turn your inside outward to me. 
you are i think some turner of the law law is my living and on that ancient mould i wear this outside suit upon suit wastes some yet makes me thrive first law then gold then love and then we wive a man of form like me but what's your business be brief good sir what makes this bold intrusion intrude i do not for i know the law it is the rule that squares out all our actions those actions bring in coin coin gets me friends your son-in-law hath law at fingers ends my son-in-law madam your son-in-law mother i come be glad i call you so to make a gentle breach into your favour and win your approbation of my choice your cherry-ripe sweet daughter so renowned for beauty virtue and a wealthy dower i have espoused how you espouse my daughter noverint universi the laws of heaven of nature church and chance have made her mine therefore deliver her by these presents how's this made her yours sir per quam regulam nay we are lettered sir as well as you ready rationem per quam regulam faminae ludificantur viros by that same rule these lips have taken season tut i do all by statute law and reason hence you base knave you pettifogging groom clad in old ends and pieced with brokery you wed my daughter you sir ambidexter a sumner's son and learned in norfolk wiles some common bail or counter lawyer marry my niece your half-sleeves shall not carry her these storms will be dissolved in tears of joy mother i doubt it not justice to you that jerk at my half-sleeves and yet yourself do never wear but buckram out of sight a flannel waistcoat or a canvas truss a shift of thrift i use it let's be friends you know the law has tricks come cathi viderit utilitas the mo to these half-arms corpus cum causa need no bombasting we wear small hair yet have we tongue and wit lawyers close-breeched have bodies politic speak answer me sir jack stole you my daughter short tale to make i fingered have your daughter i have ta'en livery in season of the wench deliver her then you know the statute laws she's mine without exception bar or clause come come restore oh the fellow's mad i think i was not mad before i married but ipso facto what the act may make me that know i not fellows come in there enter two or three servants by this sir you confess you stole my niece and i attach you here of felony lay hold on him i'll make my mitimus and send him to the jail have we no bar nor claws to hamper you away with him those claws shall claw you to a bar of shame where thou shalt show thy goal i'll bar your claim if i be justice touching hands off you slaves oh favour my jerkin though you tear my flesh i set more store by that my aldita querella shall be heard and with a certiorari i'll fetch her from you with a pox enter bed what's here to do is all the world in arms more tumults brawls and insurrections is blood the thing whereon our time must tread is beard your butler arrest you beard draw 
draw i not so my blade's as ominously drawn unto the death of nine or ten such grooms as is a knife unsheathed with a hungry maw threatening the ruin of a chine of beef but for the restless toil it took of late my blade shall sleep awhile help stop thy throat and hear me speak whose bloody characters will show i have been scuffling briefly thus thy wife your daughter and your lovely niece is hurried now to fleet street the damned crew with glaives and clubs have raped her from these arms throat thou art bobbed although thou bought'st the air yet hath the slave made a re-entry sirrah what are you my lady's butler sir not i by heaven by this good light he swore it and for your daughter's love he ran away by jove i gulled thee throat more knavery yet lay hands on him pinion them both and guard them hence towards fleet street come away must we be led like thieves and pinioned walk spent i my blood for this is this my hire why then burn rage set beard and nose on fire on on i say justice the law shall fork you end of act four